Ladies and gentlemen, I feel the earth move under my feet. I feel like I'm about to die for this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, no. <laughs> sorry. <Cool. not> sorry. <laughs> I mean, I would say cue the music, but... <laughs> you already did. I already did. I don't know what we're yelling about! We came, we saw, we kicked its ass! Holy... Holy gosh. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Morning conversation anyway. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello, hello. I'm a Kendall Richardson. I'm a Fulia Kantarmaje. And I am my Michael Lister. Clean slate this week. Hey. hey. <laughs> Just making sure everyone knows who I am. <laughs> well, I am legend. <laughs> Michael Lister. <laughs> and you are now experiencing a podcast called Friends. Yes, experiencing it through the interwebs of your mind and soul and the matrix and everything in between. <laughs> the podcast that refuses to behave. <laughs> behave. Ow, behave. Ow. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, 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 yes. Lots of misbehavior on this show. That's what we're all about. Ah, uh, my goodness. Another week. A big and interesting week. It was a long week. A lot happened. But we're just going to skip over that and talk about what we've been watching while we're still locked down. Well, parts of us are still locked down. Not everybody. Sorry, Mike. Nah, some of my parts are locked down. Oh, oh no. No. <laughs> mm, we got new masks. <laughs> yes, new masks. Fun. Fun times. All right, Fulia, what have you been watching? Oh, I've actually been watching quite a bit this week. Um, finally managed to catch up on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, so that's yeah. covered. Fi- we'll cool. Finish Good that. Cool. Um, nice. Very sad to see it end, mm. but you know what? It ended really well, so yes. I'm happy with that. Good. Um, I also finished my binge of My Wife and Kids. Oh. Um, it ended very abruptly with a cliffhanger. Because apparently there was supposed to be another season, but never got one. Ah, that's annoying. Yeah, very annoying for this sitcom fan. (laughs) That sucks. Yes, very much so. So it didn't get a proper ending, unfortunately. Um, And now I will never know what happens next. (laughs) Oh, sad face. Kind of feels like a what if episode. Well, we're, what are you talking about? The unsatisfying endings. Pretty much. <laughs> um, what else have I been watching? I also got a chance to uh, start watching The Masked Singer Season 3 here in Australia. I love that show. It is so much fun. It's not just about the music for me. Uh, it's, it's also about the outrageous costumes they create for these celebrities. 
And the fact that you also have to try and guess who the celebrity is behind that mask, and it is so much fun. I ponder so much. Sometimes I actually guess the celebrities in the past seasons, which I've been very happy about, but I absolutely love the Masked Singer. It's so good. (laughs) And you know what? There was one particular celebrity, and I've forgotten his name, but he's very, very well known. He's a Welshman, Um, and I'm pretty sure Mike... We'll know who I'm talking about. Um, oh, my goodness. I've forgotten. I've honestly forgotten his name, but he's definitely in. Um, oh, my goodness. He's bald. He's um, He's been in a lot of, like, mafia-style guys. Like, maybe, I think, the Italian job. Oh, Jason Statham? No, 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 no. No, nah, he's in um, Eurotrip. Oh, oh Vinnie Jones. God. Yes, he was actually on this season's um, Masked Singer. Yeah, the oh. first one to go. Wow. I know, he was the first one to go, unfortunately. <laughs> but he was, he, was the, he was Lava. That was his costume, Lava. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Um, and, yeah, it's, there's been – usually there's a lot of um, Australians on it, because, of, especially because we're in lockdown right now. Uh, but – I'm surprised they were getting, you know, high name celebrities. So it's going to be awesome. Um, what else have I been watching? Uh, I've also watched a Spark short called 20 something, which made my heart melt a little. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I, I, I kind of had tears because I related to it. It's no. about adult. It's, it's, it's pretty much about adulting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how your it is. Your your inner your inner child sort of breaks sort of breaks through sometimes when you're when you just get to being an adult and you have to figure things out for yourself and make your own decisions and your own judgments and my goodness like and the the animation style is absolutely gorgeous as well. So I definitely uh, definitely recommend you guys check out Twenty uh, Something on Disney Plus. Um, it is roughly around the ten minute mark, so very easy to watch. And the last thing I will mention that I have been watching is Star Wars Visions. Mm. I managed to actually watch all of the episodes. Hey. They're roughly between like 13 to 18 minutes each. Um, And I think there's about eight episodes. And they're all in different anime styles. And it is gorgeous. I loved it. Um, Nice. You'll probably recognize some of the voices. Most of them I didn't. Um, But it's, um, it's definitely worth the watch. It's very interesting the way that they've taken the Star Wars story in their way and um yeah it's it's really interesting most all of these episodes are jedi centric so it's got something to do with the jedi um and lightsabers and the force um and then obviously you've got the empire as well um and so in it's it's mainly around that uh sort of that kind of backstory for each of these episodes um but they're really good um and there are some some of them I liked more than others in terms of the animation style, but then obviously the you know the story is a little bit different for each of them as well. Um, but yeah, I really really enjoyed uh, Star Wars Visions. Nice. Yeah. 
So um, all the episodes are available on Disney Plus to watch right now. And that has been my week in watchings. Michael, over to you. Hello. Yes, I can do... Uh, there's some cross-pollinization right here because I've been watching some stuff the same as you, fully. Ah. Yeah. Uh, me, well, mostly my wife, well, at, at this present time, is watching uh, The Masked Singer. So. Yay! <laughs> so The Masked Singer is in the other room, people. <laughs> so, if you, so if you hear loud noises from my end, it's probably that. Um, yeah, and also I did watch um, Star Wars Visions as well. Uh, I, I binge-watched, like, all of it in two days. And, yeah, um, I'm not that big, avid watcher of anime, but I uh, I definitely enjoyed it as well. Um, uh, def- definitely enjoyed, like, this the, the, the takes as well because we've all watched Star Wars and that, and it's kind of refreshing just watching it with the new... New pair of eyes and and how they deal with with um, different elements of like family um, tradition and and um, and and all, all the rest and a little bit of uh, science fiction uh, mixed in. It's always good and uh, <laughs> and a couple of surprises in there as well. Well, uh, so definitely definitely a good good one to watch. Um, what else? Have I watched? Yeah, I've been watching the Only Murders in the Building as well, so that's been go- going good. Yeah, me too. I watched that the, this week's episode. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, I'm I'm actually enjoying it. Uh, it's um, hopefully hopefully it will end nicely. It's it's sort of becoming a bit of bit of repetition. If I can criticize it a little bit, but you know, I don't like to yuck people's yums, but it's. It's getting a bit samey, but um, I'm definitely enjoying like the camaraderie and and the and the sort of um, characterizations and how they um, are sort of having the relationship that they're ha- having and and it's a mystery onto itself as well. So I'm, I'm definitely enjoying that. Also, uh, to go back to free day television, um, I've been watching uh, make uh, making it as well. The oh new- yeah. I've been watching little bits and pieces of it because I'm a I'm a bit of a crafty person and it's <laughs> and it's sort of enjoyable. It's it's sort of a weird mesh between I don't know uh, Lego Masters and 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 MasterChef. <laughs> it's <laughs> sort of a weird thing, and and they're all creating like di- different stuff as well. So I've been uh, I've been enjoying that as well. Just just a little um, just a little R and R, you know. It's it's nothing too nothing too special, but it it, it just keeps your mind off like the outside world. It's it's kind of good. Um, what else? Uh, I finished off the season uh, eleven of Archer on Netflix, and that's always a bit of fun as well. So I need to go back and watch that. It's, it's the same as Brooklyn Nine Nine. I need to go back to watch it because I I binge like a shitload of it, and it doesn't really sink in. So <laughs> it all every episode sort of blends into each other. So I definitely enjoyed that. Um, now, I, I will mention that I watched one episode of something for a reason that will come uh, come into the uh, nerdy news uh, for a season that I haven't seen before. But but I really enjoy I really enjoy the showrunner. So so it's something that I haven't seen. It's from Russell T. Davids, and you probably get you probably guess of what I'm going to 
going to be talking about in the in the nerdy news. Mm-hmm. But it's his show uh, Years and Years, which I haven't actually seen. But Wayne, so, sort of uh, fa- um, a friend of the show, Wayne Stellini. Um, I hope you're well, Wayne. And he and he's and he talked about about it like ages ago when it first came out and how. how it definitely involves like uh, political like upheaval and all this stuff. Like I knew that was probably going to happen, but the ending of the first episode sort of broke me, and I was like, I don't need this right now. <laughs> so it's good to watch the first episode, and and maybe next week I'll, I'll start watching uh, "It's a Sin," which is another Russell T Davies. Um, uh, uh, vehicle that he did in between uh, Doctor Who and future Doctor Who, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kendall, what about you? Who the Doctor is you? <laughs> I can't think of segues at the moment. No, thank you for that lovely, <laughs> I'm lovely... I'm going to sit down and shut up and have a cup of tea. Enjoy your tea. Thank you for that lovely segue. Oh, Lord. It's lost on me who isn't a Whovian, but I appreciate it nonetheless. Um, for me, um, I had a pretty busy week. I've uh, been watching a few things. On uh, Tuesday, I actually literally had a day of pretty much nothing but X-Files. Um, I watched 11 episodes in one sitting. <laughs> You're doing better than me. I'm still up to four. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm still in season two though. I uh, haven't finished season two, but I'm getting through it. And um, yeah, I'm I'm really really in now. Like I'm I've hit that sweet spot where I'm like, this show's fucking awesome. Let's go. Um, and yeah, so I got a really good run of episodes in in season two, uh, which was great. And literally every single episode that I watched had a guest star that was an actor that I recognised from something else, <laughs> which was just intense. Um, <laughs> and it got to, like, beyond a joke by the time I got to, like, episodes, like, seven, eight, and nine in a row. And I was like, come on, really? <laughs> 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 I know too many people. Um, <laughs> so, but it's cool. It's fun. And, I'm yeah, I am really loving it. Uh, it's good. And then uh, I watched um, on Amazon Prime, Everybody's Talking About Jamie. Um, dropped on Amazon Prime this week. That's right. Yes. Yeah. It's really good. If you're looking for a, a feel-good movie um, that, you know, will just kind of cheer you up a bit, a bit of fun, you know, if you want to see Richard E. Grant in drag, I mean, who doesn't? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's definitely it's definitely worth, worth your while. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it quite a bit, and the songs are pretty catchy as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just it was just a lot of fun. So I would definitely recommend people check that out. Um, I really enjoyed it. Probably will watch it again at some point. Um, and then yeah, I will also add on to the bandwagon of Star Wars Visions. Uh, I haven't finished watching every episode yet, though. I've only seen the first three because for some reason I've been busy doing other things. Um, How but, do you? Um, I know, how dare I? How dare you be busy doing Bad nerd. <laughs> Bad nerd. Uh, but no, I really, I'm really liking it so far. It's, um, it's, it's really, really cool to see these kind of, I don't know, this kind of take on um, 
the Star Wars universe, uh, you know, through these the lenses of all these different anime studios. I, I particularly enjoyed the first episode, which was all in this black and white animation. And the only things that were color were like the lightsabers or like the droids or just any kind of like, or the blasters. They're all in their colors. Uh, everything else is black and white. I thought that was really cool. And just the story was great. Like I want to, like a lot of, so far, a lot of them are making me kind of want to know more um, about these characters and more about, you know, their lives and their, what their story is, you know. Um, and it also has me, you know, wanting to ask questions about the mythology surrounding the Sith because I thought there could only be two at any given time. So I don't know if that's correct or not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a made-up canon. It's a made-up canon. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's really Isn't cool. Isn't all fiction made up? <laughs> hmm, you may have a point. <laughs> Very regardless, funky. regardless, it's it's a lot of yeah, it's a lot of fun as well. Um, just really, and like Fulia said, gorgeous animation. So check it out if you're even if you're a casual anime fan, and I am a very casual, very casual anime fan, and I'm liking it. So yeah, get around it, get around it. All right. Speaking of things to get around, I think it's time for the nerdy news. This is the news and nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most S, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. All right. It's nerdy news time, and sadly, once again, we have to get a little sad for a moment as we pay our respects to a very iconic and prolific character actor by the name of Willie Garson, who sadly passed away this week at the age of 57, and I'll say it again, fuck cancer, uh, because lame. Um, he was just, when I say prolific, I really mean prolific because he was in a bunch of, of stuff, like, uh, so many, like, um, TV actor, of course, he's most known for his time on Sex and the City, um, as Stanford, uh, he was in the show, he was in the movies, and he, he was actually... Uh, filming the uh, upcoming rebooted series that they're working on um, for Sex in the City. And, um, and yeah, he was also in, let's see, I know him personally from Stargate uh, SG-1. He was in a few uh, episodes of that show where he played this really funny alien um, that kind of was divisive in the fandom as to who liked him and who didn't, but I always kind of liked him because he's just very funny. He He basically tries to sell the idea of Stargate to Hollywood and, and so they have it they make a TV show within the TV show um that's it's fucking hilarious so and he's responsible for that I just really love it um but he was also in Twin Peaks Friends The X-Files Buffy the Vampire Slayer Alec McBeal um and White Collar as well um and in movies he was in he was oh he was in Groundhog Day I do not remember that I think I need to rewatch Groundhog Day um, and being John Malkovich and there's something about Mary. Um, but yeah, he had many, many, many credits to his name. Um, so he's going to be leaving behind an incredible 
legacy of film and television. Um, he brought a lot of joy to a lot of people. So we're definitely going to miss Willie. Um, Fulia, did you ever see him in, in anything? Do you remember his time on Friends? I do, I do. I remember him on Friends. Um, I also, you know, know, I first, you know, came across him in Sex and the City as well. Um, and he was definitely well known for, for his character, Stanford, in that. Um, and he was hilarious. He is such a great comedy actor, honestly. Um, he was also in Just Like Heaven as well, the film. Oh, God. Uh, with I, I Mark Ruffalo to... and Reese Witherspoon. I need to rewatch that. I don't remember him in that either. My Lord. He was the maitre d'. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, it's sad that he passed away at such a young age. Um, he was so, he was such a good actor, honestly, mm. um, from what I've seen. I've seen him pop up in a bunch of things, um, just like here and there, whenever he, you know, whenever I was watching some form of show, I'd be like, oh, I know him. That's, that's, that's Willie Garson. And he was in Sex and the City and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, definitely going to be missed. 100%. Yeah. Um, Mike, do you have any, any fond memories, thoughts you'd like to add on Willie Garson? Um, yeah, you know, I am not the demographic for Sex and the City, but <laughs> yeah, he was always enjoyable when watching him when I'm being sat down to force to watch Sex and the City. So he, he, he made my talk turmoil uh, a little bit more bearable with his, <laughs> with, with his, uh, his gay exploits. So. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, yeah, he will be missed. And looking at his IMDb, you know, he, he's been a shitload. So, yeah, it's always sad to see, see a good character actor like gone. And yeah. gone too soon. I mean, Jesus. Mm. <sighs> it's not fair. It's not fair, people. Anyway. No. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad. Pour, pouring out a, a cup of tea for him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, let's. Well, I would say bring up the mood a little bit, but this is this is an interesting story we're about to go into, um, because um, there's a bit of uh, a not well. I guess Disney's embroiled in another legal battle <laughs> revolving around Marvel things. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is quite interesting. Um, so basically. Um, the estates of several of Marvel Comics creators, including Stan Lee, Steve Ditko, um, and a bunch of other prolific comic book writers, um, they're, 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 they're basically filing to reclaim the copyright to their characters, um, because the, you know, there's like a statute on when they expire the cop, like who at the Disney owns the copyright and it's going to expire soon. Um, I think this, the one for Spider-Man expires either next year or the year after or something like that. 2023. Um, yeah, so in two years. So, uh, but Disney, um, being Disney, are, are doing everything in their powers to try and stop this. Um, even though, and I read a few different articles because I wanted to make sure I had my facts straight. Um, Disney will not lose, like, um, like, they like it won't it won't come to a point of like Marvel Studios cannot use these characters in the MCU. It's, that's not going to happen. Basically, what will happen if the estates of the creators win is that um, 
they will have to Disney will have to share the rights, the copyright with them, um, which means you know obviously their estates will take a piece of the pie at the box office, for example, um, and merchandising and all this stuff, which. For my money, pun intended, I suppose, um, I think is totally fair. I mean, you know, these are genius writers and genius, you know, drawers that came up with these characters that we so love today and will continue to love for many, many years. So why not let them have a part of it? Um, I think that that's only fair. But um, but no, Disney's like, no, 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 we want full control. Um, but I suppose the other side of that coin might be the fact that if, if Disney doesn't have full control, then maybe this, say, for example, the estate of Steve Ditko could maybe stop them from trying to do certain things with, like, Spider-Man or Doctor Strange or something like that. Maybe. I don't know if that's a thing. Um, so, yeah, but I don't know. It's a, a turbulent time at, at uh, Marvel and Disney at the moment. Um, Folia, do you have any interesting comments or thoughts on this? Look, to be honest, um, I feel like it's getting to a point where Disney is just getting a bit too greedy. (laughs) Um, the artists of these comic books have every right for getting, you know, a piece of the money, the, the piece of that pie. They absolutely deserve it. Um, they 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 were the ones who created these characters. They were the ones who put together, wrote these stories. Um, they they were the ones who actually put in all the hard yards into making those characters. So it's I, to me, it's only fair that they do get some of that money uh, in return for all of their hard work. And I don't see why Disney should be that concerned. To be honest, I mean, unless they turn around and be like, we don't want you using my, using our characters in, um, you know, in your films anymore. Um, if that's the concern, then maybe just strike up some sort of a contract or agreement with the, with the, with the comic book artists. Um, but otherwise, you know, they absolutely deserve some of the money. Like they're getting, they're getting so much, like why not give them some of it? Yeah. Well said. Well said. Mike, what are, what are your thoughts on this issue? Well, well, well. For, for a nerdy popcorn show that we're doing, we're going to dive directly into some political shit. <laughs> <laughs> Disney, um, little story of uh, copyright and, and things that, are, that go into the public domain. They've been fighting to keep um, Mickey Mouse Disney. So, so every time, because every time there's a there's laws in America where um, after the creator, uh, uh, the the limitations of of a certain character when it was born uh, or m- made after a cer- certain time uh, falls into the public domain, and something like Mickey Mouse, like they keep. They keep on lobbying the um, American government to say, "Hey, can we push this into like uh, seventy-five years?" And when that is close to being um, uh, substantiated, um, then they push, "Oh, what about a hundred years?" And and it'll just keep on going. So, so, so yeah, Disney is very prolific when it comes to like their own IP. But this is something a little bit different, where where 
they didn't like Disney didn't create Marvel. It was actually a, a group of people that actually did. And and within within people's creative uh, right, uh, it should it should go back. But being Disney, that they've they've got all the money, they've got all the lawyers. Actually, pretty much it's a David and Goliath sort of thing. And Goliath is pretty much probably going to win at this. Uh, Spider-Man is probably another issue because uh, Spider-Man is is tied up with the um, the Sony Marvel sort sort of thing, so it's probably going to be interesting on that point. But s- certain characters like um, everyone else, like Iron Man and all that, is probably is probably going to go back to um, uh, Disney. It will be very surprising if if um, they have to strike up deals with the different creators and they get the piece of the pie. So I will be surprised if that happens. I hope that it happens because, you know, being a creative myself, I want to get fucking paid. And, <laughs> and, and yeah, it's, it's going to be very interesting in a couple of years of what's going to happen. Like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this because it's me. Uh, something like Doctor Who, where different characters are actually created by the writer, so therefore they've been they've been created for a particular episode of Doctor Who, and pretty much is owned by them. So something like K Nine can only be in a future Doctor Who episode if you get um, if you get the permission and and the um, licensing rights from the actual creator uh, Bob Bob Baker. So that's why you don't see like canine in Doctor Who like all the time. It's because it, it's individual like um, uh, um, like agreements and and all that. So I don't see Disney go, do it going down that route. But if it does happen, then yeah, you pro- you probably it, it'll probably be like um, uh, how Disney it has a deal with Sony to keep um, Spider Man in the MCU. So. It's definitely going to be an interesting road ahead. Mm. Yes, very, very, very true. Very, very true. Um, yes, if there's any any updates on that, we'll, we'll we'll provide them on this podcast, as we like to do. Um, but right now, we're going to cross the pond to DC because it looks like, reportedly, uh, HBO Max and Warner Brothers are looking to make a live-action uh, Red Hood film. Um, this is kind of a rumored development at the moment, from what I could tell. Um, but hopefully it goes ahead, because uh, you know the Red Hood is 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 quite a complex character. Um, uh, but if this if this does go forward, um, they're looking to pretty much straight up adapt live action Death in the Family. Um, so, which is one of you know the really up there, um, awesome DC comic book stories. Um, so, yeah, I'd love to see that live action. That would be sweet. So, hopefully, this happens. No, no directors, no casts have been locked in or confirmed just yet. But, um, but yeah, we'll have news on that. I'm sure as this develops. Mike, does this excite you at all? Um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Like, um. There's already been an animated feature uh, about the Red Hood, uh, so if they go along that route, then yeah, that's it'll be interesting in in live action. I think uh, it's it's a bit morbid 
as well. Uh, mm. If you actually know the story behind that, of, of um, I don't know, should I spoil it? Basically, but, Robin yeah. gets killed and comes back and turns into the Red Hood. Uh, and I just spoiled <laughs> the whole movie. Um, or they'll probably do it in flashback. I don't know. And they'll, and, and yeah, it'll be interesting because there's already been a animated feature and they've also used that storyline in um, one of the Arkham, uh, Arkham games as well. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, I sort of guessed the ending. And it's like, this, this is the Red Hood, isn't it? Yeah, it's the Red Hood. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, um, I can't remember the name uh, of the game, but it's one of the last ones that had... Uh, uh, Arkham Knight? Is that the... Yeah, more? Arkham Knight, yeah. Like, the Arkham Knight was uh, 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 was uh, the Red Hood. Um, uh, trying to remember... Trying to remember Tim... I'm trying to remember the Robin, I can't remember. Uh, Jason, many. Jason Todd. Jason Todd, yeah, oh, yeah. Too many, too many Robins. There are a lot of Robins, yeah. Too, <laughs> too many Robins, too many Robins. Yeah. Um. All for it, if they get. I mean, can't be Robert Patterson. He's a bit too young. So. I don't know. They sort of, they sort of can do it with the um, Snyderverse Batflick version but i don't think they they'll be willing to go back to that mm. Mm. no no i feel like this might be a standalone thing maybe yeah i mean the the opportunity is there that they, they sort of tease tease the fact that um joker already ki- killed a robin so yeah i don't think they're ever going to revisit that though no nah. missed opportunity so yes Quite, <clears throat> quite frustrating, that's for sure. All right, let's move on into other nerdy news now. Um, Harry Potter fans should be excited because this week we got. <laughs> Sorry, Mike's making a face, making me laugh. <laughs> this week we got some updates on uh, Fantastic Beasts number the third. Um, we have a title which is uh, now Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Ooh. Um, ooh, interesting. Um, and we also have a release date, uh, which is extra exciting because it's one that is sooner than what we thought we were going to be getting. Um, the current release date was the 15th of July next year. Um, again, COVID delays related with that that date, but now they've been able to shift it forward a whole three months from July to uh, the 15th of April next year. So that's really exciting. We're getting it a little bit sooner. Um, and they also kind of said like what the plot kind of is going to be as well. Um, so I'm going to read a little synopsis. Uh, which is as follows. Professor Albus Dumbledore knows the powerful dark wizard Gellert Gellert, Gellert, Grindelwald is moving to seize control of the wizarding world. 
Unable to stop him alone, he entrusts Magizoologist Newt Scamander to lead an intrepid team of witches, of witches, wizards, and one brave muggle baker on a dangerous mission where they encounter old and new beasts and clash with Grindelwald's growing legion of followers. But with the stakes so high, how long can Dumbledore remain on the sidelines? Ooh. Interesting. Um, yeah, I'm excited for this. Um, I mean, you know, the last Fantastic Beast film probably wasn't as good as the first one, but it was still enjoyable. It had its moments. Um, still undecided how I felt about the, uh, the twist regarding uh, Ezra Miller's Credence, uh, who is actually Aurelius Dumbledore. Spoilers. Um, but, um, but yeah, I don't know, we'll get a follow-up to that story somehow, as well as going into whatever, maybe, the relationship between, um, uh, Dumbledore and Grindelwald. Um, and this is also notable to just remind people, Johnny Depp is not Grindelwald in this, he has been replaced by Maz Mikkelsen. Uh, I cannot wait to see Maz Mikkelsen in this role, I think he's gonna be amazing, um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. I hope it's good. I really, really hope it's good and uh, adds to the Harry Potter lore uh, that stands. Fulia, you must be excited about this one. I am totes excited. I cannot wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be so much fun to watch. Yeah. Um, I do, however, probably need to do a rewatch of the uh, the last one um, since it has been a while. Um but I, I agree with you in terms of how they're going to approach the um, the twist at the end about um, Credence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, when it comes down to the stories between, you know, what the things that happened between Grindelwald and Dumbledore, um, I'm very, very interested and very intrigued. I want to learn more. um so yeah i am i am ready for it i am definitely ready for it um to be honest the fact that um grindelwald's being played by maz mikkelsen instead of johnny depp doesn't really bother me um it's just a character it can be played by anyone really so let's see let's see how maz mikkelsen does it (laughs) (laughs) nice yeah nice mike i know you're a bit of a potter head what are your thoughts yeah, I'm a bit of a pothead, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, Dumbledore was, was replaced after two movies, so, yeah, you can replace a, a Grindelwald. It, it follows suit. Um, yeah, I'm sort of f- f- phased out with this show, showing of um, things, if I, if I want to be brutally honest. But I'm I won't be I'm not really itching to to watch it, but I don't, I'm I'm not even intrigued either. I just I don't want to be a bum, wow. I don't be I don't want to be a, a bummer about it. But it's just after after the previous movie, it's like no more, <laughs> please no more. <laughs> um, also, I don't know. It, I you know I can be seen cynical all i like but uh the title of the title of it is it's it's a bit gay baiting at the moment because yeah because you know we, with the so, sort of retroactively ma- making dumbledore a homosexual 
without it without actually it being uh, pronounced in in the uh, original uh, seven book canon. And he, even in the previous movie, he's like, yeah, you can sort of see, see, he's like, oh, we had a special relationship. It's like, yeah, and so, so hopefully they'll they'll bite the bullet and just make make Dumbledore as gay as he needs to be, so we can all rejoice and say, yeah, they're doing something right, even though, even though. Um, J.K. Rowling is now problematic now. But, you know, here and all there. So when is it being released this time? <laughs> I don't want to uh, bump people. But... No, no, that's no, okay. Bump people oh, As a, yes. Uh, it does bear repeating. A Fantastic Beasts, uh, The Secrets of Dumbledore will be in cinemas on the 15th of April. So not yeah. long. Not, not long. long. Not long, about about seven seven months, seven seven and change months. Yeah. Yes, nice. All right. Speaking of uh, big franchise films, this set the internet on fire this week. I was living for the memes. <laughs> um, Red hot fire. <laughs> absolutely living for these memes. Uh, of course, I am talking about the fact that Nintendo and Illumination. Have uh, teamed up to uh, to bring us uh, a, an upcoming film, an animated film, of course, uh, about Super Mario Brothers. Yes. So that's pretty cool. Um, I mean, it's. I'm not too concerned about the quality because you know they. It's not like it will be hard for them to beat the previous attempt to make Super Mario Brothers into a movie. I think this will be fine. Um, so I mean, I hope it. Yeah, I hope it's good. I hope the animation looks cool. Um, but the the part that was the most entertaining, of course, was to learn the cast of this wonderful film. Um, and, uh, <laughs> Chris Pratt's going to be Mario. Why? <laughs> and, uh, along with so many others on the internet, Fulia, you said, you summed it up very well. Why? Uh, no is also an appropriate response. <laughs> um, uh, but I kind of just, I don't know. I feel like they could have gotten anyone else. They could have actually just gotten Charles Martinet to, you know, be Mario because he is Mario, but that's neither here nor there. Apparently he will be having cameo voice appearances throughout the film just to make up for the fact that they took it away from him. Yeah, Yoshi. Um, Yeah, I cannot imagine Chris Pratt doing an Italian accent, so this is going to be interesting. Uh, He said on his um, social media that he won't be doing I was just about to say that. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, that's okay. Well, won't be do won't be doing an Italian accent. No. Oh, okay. Sorry, I missed that. Uh, missed that. I did read the part where he said that uh, he won't be revealing the voice until game time, until the trailer comes. <laughs> game time. Yeah, because it's a game. <laughs> yeah, get it? <laughs> I made a pun without even meaning to. Okay, so he's not going to do an Italian accent. Fantastic. All right, good. Um, still. That's going to be weird. However, let's move on. The rest of the cast. And we've got Charlie Day as Luigi. Perfect. 
Very good, yes. <laughs> he will be very, very good. Anya Taylor-Joy is going to be Peach. Nice. Um, my favourite casting of the bunch, of course, Jack Black is Bowser, ladies and gentlemen. Yes! <laughs> Perfect. Mwah. Jeff's kiss. <laughs> Jeff's kiss on that casting choice. Well done. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key is going to be Toad. That's going to be hilarious. Awesome. Um, yeah, I'm here for that as well. Uh, and Seth Rogen will be Donkey Kong. Oh, my God. So good. Interesting. <laughs> could be interesting. I don't think it will be fun as well. Um, and then uh, we've got Kevin Michael Richardson, who is quite uh, a famous voice actor. Uh, he is going to be Kamek. Yep. Kamek? I don't know Kamek. who that is. Kamek? Yep. Okay. I haven't played too many of the games, so I don't know who he is. <laughs> um, Fred Armisen's going to be Cranky Kong. Um, looking forward to that. The original uh, Kong. And uh, Sebastian Meniscalco. What a name will be voicing Foreman Spike. So, yeah, lots of lots of great talent amongst this cast, and I just hope it works out well, and I just cannot wait to, to hear Jack Black doing Bowser because I think that's just absolutely fantastic. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to throw it to Fulia because, you know, she's the Nintendo guru on this no, podcast. No, 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 I am not the Nintendo guru. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a gamer girl that loves her Nintendo. <laughs> yes. Yes, you are. What, what? How are you feeling about this film? Okay, so when they announced this, um, I found out about it through watching the Nintendo Direct, which is where they announced it. Um, and when I found out that Mario was going to be voicing, uh, Mario was going to be voiced by Chris Pratt, I just, I, you died. I was con- I, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I was so confused. I'm like, what? They have the original voice actor for Mario in the movie, Charles Martinet, who's gonna be probably gonna be voicing, um, you know, Waluigi, Wa Mario, and some other um, Nintendo characters, but he is the quintessential Mario voice actor, and he's not the lead? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? This is... This confuddles me. I. It makes me angry. <laughs> Welcome to Illumination. <laughs> and the way they do entertainment. I don't understand why they just didn't go with him. He's like... Ugh. Anyway, I could... Uh, I don't want. I, I don't, I'm gonna move on from this. Um, I am. I'm. I'm. If if Chris Pratt is not going to do a proper Mario voice, I am not gonna be loving this movie. I can tell you now. <laughs> I'm not gonna be happy. Um, I can't wait, honestly, to hear Jack Black though as Bowser. That is gonna be so much fun to hear. Um, because he is an, um, he ha- he's an amazing voice actor. Uh, I loved him in Kung Fu Panda as Poe, and he can do some really good sort of grungy voices if he wants to. Um, so I cannot wait for that. Absolutely cannot wait. Um, the rest of the cast, look, Keegan-Michael Key, I had a little giggle when I found out that he's going to be playing Toad. That's going to be fun. Um, he's hilarious anyway, so I'm sure he'll do a great job. 
Uh, Charlie Day. I haven't really come across Charlie Day that much, so hopefully he'll actually pretty he'll be pretty good. I, apparently he's got that timid voice that really works that would work well yeah. for Luigi. He's got like a high pitched kind of voice. Yeah, a yeah. little bit. If you see horrible bosses, I, I imagine his his voice in that. Oh, and, okay. also, <laughs> and also always fun, always sunny in Philadelphia as well. Okay, all right. Which is a good um, show. <laughs> uh, Anya Taylor Joy, I don't really know very well, so we'll see how her voice is for Peach. Peach is just your average princessy type of voice, just going to be very feminine. So it'll hopefully it'll work out well. Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. Um, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> he doesn't really have much range for voice acting, to be honest. <laughs> He's hey, just... Mario. <laughs> you want you want some shrooms? <laughs> yeah. He, he, if he if he laughs the way he usually laughs as Donkey Kong, uh, I don't know. I'm fucking all for it. <laughs> nah. <laughs> um. But yeah, look. To be honest. I'm actually really looking forward to seeing this. I'm hoping that they go and I'm by the look of the poster, it's going to be in the same style as the actual game itself. So they're working really closely with um, Shigeru Miyamoto, who's the creator of the, these characters. Um, and yeah, I, man, I, I can't wait to see it and hopefully like it. But hopefully not crap on it either because of the voice actors. <laughs> but we'll see how we go. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. All right, Mike. What are you? What are your thoughts on this? You reckon this is going to be going to be fun or no? This is going to go two ways. Either the the most worst thing you can ever think of and watch, or the best thing ever <laughs> because you can just imagine all the voices already and and with that in mind i'm i'm all for it they're they're not going to be taking this seriously i i don't think i don't reckon because it's a it's a mario film and 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 they've and i think they've uh, cast accordingly because you can just you could just pitch. You, well, you could just imagine all, all the voices already, because because if Bowser is not singing, like at all, with a with an acoustic guitar, I think I think that would be awesome. Uh, yeah. Also, Seth Ro- <laughs> Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, I can see see it with that. And yeah, when I first heard, heard Chris Pratt, because he was like the first one to be mentioned, I thought, where what? And then, and then they went through the list. It's like, okay, I can I can sort of get on board with this, maybe. But we, but, but it's proof, proof in the pudding. Like it's got to go through like trailers and that. So so I, I I'm a little bit more interested in watching this instead of a new Harry Potter film. In weird ways. <laughs> <laughs> so, so so I'm really looking forward to this. And uh, it's going to be interesting. And yeah, there's, there's definitely going to be like call, calls out for di- for different like Mario th- things as well, including the original original actor that does the voice. And also, I reckon 
throw in a couple of references to the to the nineties movie as well. Why not? Go for it. <laughs> yeah, put put John Logazamo in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> That'd be funny. I mean, <laughs> going through it, it's like what? If they should have got Joe Pesci as Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Get him out of retirement. Just wow. something. Yeah. <laughs> That yeah. would be interesting. Yeah. Or him as Luigi and you got um uh yeah, I'm thinking Goodfellas at the moment. Ray Liotta and yeah. Robert De Niro. Yeah, Robert De Niro is Mario. And <laughs> that would be awesome. Ray Liotta is Luigi and then Joe Pesci and is the... Toad. And there Joe <laughs> <laughs> No, I was gonna say Joe Pesci is like Wario or Waluigi, maybe. Okay. <laughs> imagine, imagine the three of them just going through the kingdom. Yeah. And, and and Peach has been played by um, Fran Tresher. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be about that. <sighs> All right. Well, that, of course, was one of the big announcements to come out of the Nintendo Direct this week, which was super cool. Um, but there were actually a few other awesome and exciting things, gaming-related things, uh, that were announced. And I am going to throw it over to Fulia, who has a little bit of a rundown um, uh, for the things and games and stuff that we can expect in the near future from Nintendo. Yay, Fulia! All right. So for those of you who haven't seen it, it is a 40-minute direct on the Nintendo uh, YouTube channel, so I'm only going to touch on some of the things that were mentioned in this direct. Uh, so if you want the full rundown and see what else was uh, announced, please go check out um, the Nintendo Direct on their YouTube channel. Uh, so we're going to start off with uh, Monster Hunter Rise is getting a DLC expansion pack called Sunbreak coming out mid-2022. Um, there's going to be one last fighter to be revealed for the Smash Bros. Ultimate. Goku, uh, Goku, Goku, Goku. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be the final character to be announced for the game, which means they're going to have a new Smash Bros. Um, game in development at some point. This game has been out for quite some time. So the fact that they're saying that this is the absolute final fighter they're going to announce for this particular game is going to be very, very uh, exciting for a lot of Smash Bros um, fans out there. And that will be revealed in its own direct on the 5th of October. Um, The one thing that really got me excited is that Animal Crossing New Horizons is getting its own little direct next month as well um, with a very, very cool update coming up in November um, and there's going to be more details about uh, other information about what else will be coming in that update um, in in the Animal Crossing New Horizons direct, which will be in... Uh, early October, I believe. Um, one of which was pretty much revealed, but not really mentioned, is that there is an there is an NPC coming from uh, past games into this one. His name is Brewster, and he is a coffee making pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> so we will be able to hopefully, I'm not sure how the mechanics are going to go in this particular game, help 
Brewster make coffees for the villagers on our island. <laughs> so that'll be a little, that'll be a fun little thing, little activity to do um, when we play through the game. Um, so that will be announced uh, next month. Speaking of extra things, new content coming through, which is available now, Mario Golf Super Rush, which came out in um, June or July, I believe, has some new content, which is available now um, with a couple of new characters, uh, playable characters, and also some new courses to be played. Um, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic is coming to the Switch. For those of yeah, you who uh, who are fans of that game, uh, it is coming to the Nintendo Switch and pre-orders are now open. So you can go check that out on the Nintendo eShop. Um, there is a new membership plan coming to the Nintendo Switch Online. Um, and it is called Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack. And it will include... Nintendo 64 games and Sega Genesis games. So just a select few uh, in that membership. Uh, when you when you upgrade from the current one that you already have, or if you're going to be a new member, you have there's going to be a new option with that. Um, with and they're also going to be releasing the original uh, controllers for those consoles, and they will be playable wirelessly. Um, which is pretty awesome. So you'll be able to get that retro feel, the how it was actually played back then when you're playing those Nintendo 64 and Sega games, um, which is going to be really, really cool. <laughs> we all know. We all yeah. know. <laughs> we are that generation. We are that generation, yes. <laughs> so I can't I can't wait to check out the, um, the Nintendo 64 range because there's a lot of games on there that I never got a chance to play because I never owned that system before. Um, so this will be really cool for me to, to get my head around some of the games that came out back then, um, and be able to play them in my own time. So it'd be really cool to do some retro gaming again. Yeah. And the final, final announcement, which is pretty much the biggest announcement, um, for this direct is that Bayonetta 3 will be coming in 2022. Um, so that is a new game coming, uh, I believe as a sequel to the first two, um, and whenever something is announced last in a direct, it means it's going to be big. So this must be a really big game. I personally haven't played it myself, um, but it is there for those of you who are fans of the Bayonetta series. Um, so hopefully you will be looking forward to that. And that is my Nintendo Directs rundown. <laughs> Bayonetta is so pretty. <laughs> Thank you, Folia. Yes. Um, Mike, did you have any any thoughts or comments on on anything Folia just said? Um, I'm sort of looking forward to the uh, the Knights of the Old Republic uh, remaster. Yeah, yeah. We've been we've been asking for that for ages, mm-hmm. and we're finally getting it for Christmas! Yay! Yay! <laughs> I believe um, the Knights of the Old Republic is coming to the other systems as well. It is, yeah. Um, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so in this particular Direct, they decided to announce it for the Switch as well. Although I'm not sure how well graphically it's going to look on the Switch. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> um, Nintendo is not really known for its, you know, amazing graphics in terms of gaming. But, um, yeah, we'll see how that looks. <laughs> mm, Nintendo and their fucking software. <laughs> yeah. 
Backwards capability? Nah, you have to pay a membership, motherfuckers. <laughs> You'll yeah. pay for it. I'm just looking at um, seeing, seeing if my information is correct about what platforms Night Seal Republic is going to be on. I think it'll probably uh, be on PlayStation and Xbox. Uh, it's going to be on PS5. Yeah. Um, let me just see. This is an article I'm quoting now. Um, the Night Seal Republic remake will be a console exclusive for PlayStation 5 at launch. Uh, that wording leaves an opening for it to eventually come out on other platforms such as the Xbox Series X after a period of timed exclusivity on the PS5. Given that only the PS5 was listed and not PS4, it seems unlikely that the game will even come to last-gen consoles. Um, but it, Lucasfilm's games have do, have confirmed uh, that the remake will be coming to PC as well. So it'll be on PC and PS5 um, at the very least for the time being, and then eventually Xbox. And so then the Switch, yeah. And then the Switch, of course. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, so... Um, which means I will not be able to play it because I only have a PS4. Not that I am going to play it, but you know, I don't have the <laughs> I, I don't have the option. <laughs> but have it's to good dust to know. Off the switch. Or get a new PC, <laughs> which I've been meaning to do. Yeah, well, I have a I have a gaming laptop. I suppose I could play it on here. So all is not lost. <laughs> Never. All is not lost. Never. Never okay. lost. Okay. All right. Uh, moving into some TV news now. Uh, big, big news for Whovians this week. And this, look, to be honest, for someone who doesn't watch Doctor Who, I think this is a really awesome announcement um, because, of course, Russell T. Davies is returning as showrunner for Doctor Who. Um, commencing in 2023 um, after Chris Chibnall uh, exits next year, Along with Jodie Whittaker, um, Russell T. Davies will be bringing a new Doctor. Um, Doctor Fort will be the 14th Doctor, am I correct, Whovians? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, but it's very exciting because A, Russell T. Davies is a very talented writer um, and um, is known, uh, as Mike previously mentioned, you know, um, for doing some fantastic television. And he was actually the reason we have what Mike calls new who at all is because he, he started it back in 05 with, with Chris Eccleston yep. and can, and continued it with David Tennant. Mm -hmm. um, so this is his first time returning to the Doctor Who universe uh, since then. So uh, I think it's very exciting. Um, and yeah, I'm sure it's going to be very good for you guys. Um, Fulia. I'm just going to throw it to you because I have nothing else to say. Um, um, Russell yeah. T. Davis also was known for making uh, Torchwood as well. Yeah. Um, hey, there you go. And the Sarah Train Adventures. Yes. Yes. Okay. So this is just fantastic news all around. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Fully, are you excited by this news? I, I, I am. Um, I really enjoyed uh, watching um, in the Chris Eccleston and the um, the David Tennant iterations of Doctor Who, um, and the stories for those were actually really, really well done. So I'm really hoping that with the with the new Doctor coming in, the 14th Doctor, and with uh, Russell T Davis coming back, um, it'll be 
much enjoyable as it was back then. And um, yeah, look, to be honest, I'm not a huge, huge Whovian. I'll watch it because it's because it's fun and, um, you know, it's obvious it's family friendly, supposedly. <laughs> Um, but I enjoy the stories that go along with it and the sci-fi-ness of it. So, um, yeah, looking forward to, to seeing him back in the showrunner shoes. Nice. Nice. Mike. Hello. I'm, I'm dying to know your thoughts. Please tell us. Yes. Um, it's fun to hear Fulia talk, talk about and just, just being an avid watcher. I'm a huge movie. <laughs> in all sense of the words this is my bread and butter i love it i absolutely adore it and yes good idea good idea for the bbc to actually go back to go back to the well uh if i'm going to put my criticism hat on it, you've got all the naysayers saying oh it's damage control it's like no um if you've actually seen anything that russell t davis has actually done uh post uh, doctor who and you're worried about Doctor Who be, being all political and shit. Uh, it's probably going to be all political and shit still. <laughs> so look forward to that. And, yeah, it's great that um, Russell T also um, um, kicked it into gear of uh, 2005 of bringing it back to, to, to um, television as well. And I was so looking forward to it, e- even when I was a, a mere... Me, a 15-year-old, going, yeah, Doctor Who's back. I don't have to watch it on VHS anymore. Yay! <laughs> so, um, it's, it, yeah, it's, it is huge welcome news. Um, yeah, and Russell T has, has done a lot for Doctor Who, actually. Um, he, he's been, been one of the, uh, being one of the most prolific uh, showrunners. Uh, he will be the first one to actually um, cast and hire three doctors which is unheard of and it's also unheard of of actually a showrunner coming back to to doctor who as well like it's usually a couple of seasons and you and you're done even in classic who as well it's very rare for for writers and also and also um people to come back to doctor who because it is a bit of a grueling task and you you don't really get much uh, thanks after it really it's because you can sort of see it with um, Russell T. Uh, if you don't know the story, he he definitely was writing like into the ground because he was he was show running like like three Doctor Who shows at once. Like he had Doctor Who, Torchwood, and, and Sarah Jane Adventures going on like sim- simultaneously, and it, it, he he just had a nervous breakdown and say, "Okay, I, I've had enough. I need I need to give it to someone else." Hey, Stephen Moffat, here, here, here you go. Have, have fun with it. And, and choose your own doctor and, and all that. And, yeah, Stephen Moffat, he, he did um, 11 and 12. And then and Chris did, did 13. So it's, it is good welcome news. And we, as Whovians, we were a bit worried because the 60th anniversary is coming up. And when we heard the news that Chris Tripnell and, and Jodie Whittaker was leaving, it was like, what's going to happen to Doctor Who? <laughs> <laughs> is it going to be on a hiatus for about five years and in between that you're just going to have, have like um not nothing for for because the sort of the writing was on the wall and if you know if you know your history of doctor who it has happened before that it was just being 
in the eighties, it was like running into the ground. It was like they they were trying to get to the ne next thing and the next thing, and and the BBC just pulled the plug and was like, okay, no more, because one particular person didn't like it. It's like ah, it's wasting money. And it, even though it was the most popular show on the BBC at the time and always of time, <laughs> so very political. So I'm absolutely happy, and it's. It's bring my love for Doctor Who because I always watch it, even though I do have my criticisms for Chris Chitnell and his um, ideas as well. Um, I'm slowly coming to terms of the timeless child, even though there's a red red button issue. And yeah, um, can't wait to talk about Doctor Who in 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 new new doctor who more doctor who and we'll be talking about it on this podcast i i, I assure you of that it's not not going to be just fucking marvel all the fucking time so <laughs> cool but mind you i have to applaud them they did that marvel did do a very good doctor who series of loki Hey, <laughs> I will take that action. Thank you very much. Uh, all right. We've got a couple more items left before we wrap this news up. Um, today, brand new, hot off the press, um, Netflix dropped another look at the upcoming fourth season of Stranger Things. Um, mm, we still have... Very nice. We still have no idea what's going on, um, but then that's totally fine. I'm, I'm sure they probably won't <laughs> drop a full st uh, story trailer uh, until next year. We still don't have a release date. Uh, it's just next year sometime. Um, who knows? We'll find out um, at some point, hopefully. But I'm I'm loving the vibe of it. It looks great. Um, looks like we've got a you know a, a story that takes place decades before. Um, you know, um, involving this creepy, creepy house uh, that may or may not be connected to the Upside Down um, because, you know, our our lovely, lovely crew uh, are walking into the house and there's lots of weird, creepy things going on. Um, but I'm so excited. I'm so excited to check this out. It's going to be a welcome return to the Netflix screens um next year i can't wait i hope it's i hope it's good i'm sure it's going to be great looks it looks fantastic so far mike Yo. how are you feeling how are you feeling about it uh, i'm so happy i want it right now and yeah. i do have a theory that is probably going to drop on on um, new year's day i like that theory it means we get it sooner than i expected <laughs> yeah because if you think about it most of them actually drop on a particular holiday like like the fourth of july sort sort of run from yeah like, from last year and the and the previous one i think it was like christmas or something no they halloween. did halloween yeah. yeah yeah the christmas was the fir first one but no one was really looking forward to it because they didn't even know what it was so that makes sense so uh, i do have the theory that's probably going to drop in on new year's so I think they're sort of ramping it, ramping a, the promotion up for that particular particular thing, and they're just going to show it's like if you see like the themes in it, there's like clocks and that. It's like well, it's counting down to midnight, so 
and it's also got the Dooms mm-hmm. Clock sort of thing. So mm-hmm. we've, there's like plenty of theories going around, and um, uh, and a lot of theories is going. Are we going to be dealing with time travel? Maybe. <laughs> Um, because you can definitely see it in the previous season that um, there, there was definitely subtle hints with sort of time travel in that 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 particular thing. Uh, yeah, especially because um, they make they do make reference to to Back to the Future as well. So and that's eighties going back to the fifties, and this is what this trailer is doing. It's like a, something happened in the fifties, and they're sort of rediscovering what what is happening in the father. Has has become Jack Torrance and he kills his family. Um, very a lot of yeah, mm. a lot of a lot of uh, uh, the Shining vibes, especially especially with um, dead kids on the on the on the floor. Yeah, <laughs> and um, and they're they're learning about a murder as well. So so and and the father has ended up in a, in an asylum. And and we're probably going to meet him. And I can't remember if we talked about who was going to be in this TV show, uh, going to be in this series, uh, a prolific eighties um, uh, um, actor from horror. And I think he's playing the dad, but he's going to be much older because you know from the fifties to the to the eighties. Can't remember if we were get mm. if that is knowledge. Essentially, Robert England's going to be in this. Hey, yeah, I think I remember. I think we talked about that on the show. Yeah, I think he's playing the dad, and he's yeah. and he's in a mental institution because no one believes that he didn't kill him. He didn't kill his family. So, oh dear, that's going to be okay because Robert England is cool. He's Freddy. <laughs> the best slasher of the 80s <laughs> ever period full stop <laughs> no words about it fuck Jason <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna leave that <laughs> leave that hanging leave it hanging hi Wayne if you're listening more... yeah <laughs> hi Wayne <laughs> Ooh. Um, <laughs> one more thing to talk about now. One more thing, uh, and then we're wrapping it up. Um, speaking of wrap ups, the Emmys happened during the week. Uh, the prime time Emmys, and yeah, we had pretty much three shows that reigned supreme, and one in almost every category they were nominated in. Uh, the Crown of course, uh, which pretty much led the pack in terms of nominations. It had 63 nominations altogether um, and won 21 awards. 21. Um, Just insane. Uh, That includes, of course, uh, Best Drama Series, Best Lead Actress, Best Lead Actor, uh, and uh, also uh, I think they got Supporting Actress as well. Um, and supporting actor. So they just cleaned up. Uh, in the comedy side, no surprises, Ted Lasso uh, s- did very, very well. Um, won a bunch as well. Uh, it was nominated for 20 awards, took home seven. 
uh, including Best Comedy Series, and it sweeped the acting uh, nods. Um, uh, lead actor in a comedy series, supporting actor in a comedy series, and supporting actress um, as well. Um, so just fantastic seeing that happen. And in terms of the limited series, uh, Mayor of Easttown was the other big show. Um, taking away a bunch, including the one I predicted, Kate Winslet won. Um, I called it as soon as I watched the show. I'm like, she's definitely winning the Emmy for this. <laughs> so the only annoying thing is that I was right at the expense of Elizabeth Olsen not winning for WandaVision. So that's a shame. Um, none of our nerdy favorite shows won anything. Uh, the closest we got was Courtney B. Vance winning for his guest appearance on uh, Lovecraft Country, which was really cool. Who would have thought that genre media gets snubbed in every reward uh, show? <laughs> yeah, they're probably just like, oh, well, we finally nominated you. Now we, you, you shut up and let the rest <laughs> yeah, of it. Yeah, Yeah, stupid. Anyway, um, so yeah, Division, no love. Um, and The Mandalorian, no love either, unfortunately. But um, But yeah. All the uh, all the categories were pretty much stacked with just competition, so it was it was going to be a tight one. Um, but yeah, very nice nonetheless. Fulia, do you have any comments or any thoughts on on the uh, on the Emmys? Uh, well, I didn't get a chance to watch it unfortunately, um, but uh, I believe they that most of the nerdy um, nerdy shows did win technical things, didn't they? Yes, so well, One Division won three Creative Arts Emmys. Um, I think they won Best Costume, I think Special Effects, and maybe something else, maybe Production Design, um, or something else. Um, I can't remember. I believe it must. It might have been about Production Design because their sets were amazing. Their sets were incredible. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Mandalorian did actually win fourteen Emmys. Um, for for technical and creative uh, endeavors. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just no no love at the prime times for our genre shows. Yeah, um, which is a bit which unfortunate because these actors, you know, they put in just as much of an effort and hard work into it as any other actor in any other show. So I don't see why they don't get a chance to be seen as well. Yeah. Um, but you know, the fact that they're getting awards in all the all the behind-the-scenes stuff, which is still pretty awesome. Um, and, you know, always great to have, um, you know, recognition for the crew behind the um, the shows. Uh, so that's always that's always a plus. Um, yeah, not really much else I can really think of. I don't really have much else for comments in terms of things that won in terms of actors and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's okay. Yeah. Um, Mike, I know you. I know you love award shows. <laughs> they're, they're your favorite thing. Yeah. Um, do you have any cynical thoughts on this? Oh, I've got plenty of cynical thoughts on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people know my feelings about award shows and also like rating, rating stuff. You know, enjoy what you like, and and yeah, and that's all I can say. Hmm. No, fair enough. Fair enough. Short and sweet. Hmm. Love it. You make a good point. All right. Very pointy this week. (laughs) Very pointy. I love it. All right. That wraps up the nerdy news for this week, guys, which means it's now time to roll on up to the trailer park. 
rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeah. All right, it's trailer park time, and we have three very cool trailers to discuss uh, this week, starting with our first uh, full trailer, if you will, um, for Spencer. Uh, we had a teaser for this only a few weeks ago, and now we've got a bit more of a look at Kristen Stewart as um, the late Lady Diana. Um, I'm, I really want to watch this like now. Like this looks, it looks so good. Um, I'm totally in on her performance just from seeing what she's bringing in the role in this trailer. I can see why she's been getting rave reviews for her, her take on, on Diana. Um, so I'm, I just cannot wait, um, to watch this. It just looks stylish. It looks beautiful. Uh, it looks emotional as all hell. Uh, going to be a very interesting interpretation of the Royal family, I- I'm sure. Um, so I'm looking forward to, um, gossiping about that with people. Uh, <laughs> but no, it just, yeah, I don't really have anything else to really offer or say about this apart from the fact that I want to watch it now. Um, and it just looks, it looks wonderful. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm very excited for it. Fulia, did you like this trailer? I did. I liked this trailer. Um, it was nice to see, um, Christian Stewart portray the character, um, see a bit more of uh, Diana on the screen and um, actually hearing her voice, although it's very soft, I have to say, from what I, from, like it was hard for me to, to catch what she was saying half the time because of how subtle and soft-spoken she is. Um, but I suppose, you know, when we when we end up watching it, hopefully in a cinema with surround sound, <laughs> we'll hear it well. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, look. To be honest, it's a it's gonna be interesting to see this type this portrayal of um of Princess Diana, so or Lady Diana, I should say. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching it. Nice, nice, Mike. What did you reckon? Yeah, fully. Well, yeah, all about the all about the uh, volume levels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little, a little in joke for for us people, <laughs> especially in my end of recording. So, yeah, um, the way I think because she's doing a very soft performance is because um, uh, Diana was a bit of a, a soft-spoken person, so I, I, I can sort of see it there. But with my thought, I think this trailer is a whole lot better than the teaser, and you sort of get. Get more, you, you, you get more meat on that bone that you get, get to see. Uh, and when watching this, um, uh, it was great because when I was watching it, I wasn't really watching Kristen Stewart portraying something. I was actually, I, I was actually in. I was, I was actually, I, I wasn't seeing Kristen Stewart. I was actually seeing a, a portrayal of an actual ca- character, which, um, which was something that I was actually concerned about because you know. It's better on 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 TV again, and, <laughs> and, and what's really great, and I think I think it's very appropriate that people are raving over the reviews, and I think it's it's definitely going to be a very a very good movie. <laughs> if I'm going to dumb it down to those particular words, so yeah, I'm I'm 
I'm probably looking for, I'll probably look forward to this. It's probably something that I, I might watch, um, especially with with my wife. Date night, maybe. <laughs> uh, because, nice. because my wife is watching The Crown at, at the moment, so she's enjoying that bit. So, yeah, all for it. Uh, so when are we going to be watching this, Kendall? Well, we don't have an Australian release date still. Uh, for Spencer, but if you're in the US and the UK, you can check it out on the 5th of November. Remember. Remember. It's very close. Very close by. Okay. So, second trailer this week is for none other than Muppets Hot Emissions! Muppets Hot Emissions! My god. Yes, Pepe, you are a king prawn. Um, <laughs> I'm not a shrimp. <laughs> I'm not a shrimp. Pepe the king prawn. Oh, that was great. That was my favourite part of the whole thing. <laughs> Um, yeah. Yeah, look, this looks like a lot of fun. Um, Muppets being Muppets. I mean, who doesn't love the Muppets, honestly? Uh, yeah, this is just going to be hysterical. I also really liked, um, oh, Fozzie, Fozzie Bear made a joke on stage about his, I think what he said, his jokes were dead on arrival, but you guys beat me to it or whatever he said. Because uh, the crowd was just ghosts. I thought, I thought that was... Why you keep on booing me? Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, re- I really like that. Uh, poor Fozzie can't catch a break. Um, but um, but yeah. No, this just looks... It just looks like so much fun. Take you right back to your childhood kind of thing. Like, it's been a while since the Muppets have done a... Um, kind of... I don't know if this is like a big film for them, really. I mean, you know, we had, their last film was back in like 2013, 2014, around then. And then, of course, we've had the uh, two different iterations of the Muppets series, I think. Um, so, yeah, so this is their return to, to cinema uh, on streaming, if you will. Uh, but it looks, it looks awesome. Lots of guest stars in there as well uh, popping in um, alongside our favorite Muppets. So, yeah, um, I think this is going to be hysterical. Uh, I'm, I, I probably will check it out, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, might, might give it a look. I love that little teaser thing. I'm still, it's been like five months since I they know. put that out. And I'm still, I still, it's so funny. Anyway, uh, Fulia, I'm so excited to hear your thoughts on this trailer. Did you lose your mind? I giggled, I cackled, I laughed so much during this trailer. I absolutely love it. This is the second time I got a chance to watch through this 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 trailer is so much fun. I love the Muppets. The Muppets are they're so good. Um, and yeah, like you said, it sort of just makes you relive childhood. Um, and with that, especially with all the characters that are there, uh, a lot of those characters are from way back when when the when the Muppet Show was first a thing. Um, and being able to see them still, you know, kicking on and still being. Um, part of the movies and the shows that are that are out there is it's so good. I I love it. Um, I can't I can't wait to see you know Pepe you know <laughs> Pepe pooping his pants. 
Because the amount of scares that are in this, you know, that are, you know, family-friendly scares um, look interesting. And even Gonzo gets, you know, very, you know, very afraid in certain things, when certain things happen. And yeah, I can't wait. Um, Will Arnett, man, <laughs> the host of the of the place, um, he, he, he just sounds hilarious. You know, they, they've got Taraji P. Hansen. They've got Danny Trejo. They've got Yvette Nicole Brown. Um, John Stamos? John Stamos is in it too. Like, I'm not surprised. He's been with Disney for quite some time now. Um, you know, Craig Robertson, Chrissy Metz, Alfonso Ribeiro. Far <laughs> <laughs> out. Right. There's so many guest stars that are popping in. Um into this particular film and I can't wait. This, this is my kind of Halloween movie. (laughs) This I can get behind. (laughs) One that's not fucking scary at all. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) One that just makes you laugh and laugh (laughs) (laughs) and not, and not feel afraid at all. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Cool. Thank you, Folia. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, what do you think of this trailer? Yeah, it definitely, definitely gets my tickle of the funny boon. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. Um, maybe a bit concerning because um, I probably don't won't get some of the inside jokes because I've never been to Disneyland and I've never been to the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland. So, Neither have I. So... <laughs> Yeah, it'll probably be osmosis, maybe, of some of the drugs. But who cares? It's it's the Muppets, and it's always good. And it's harking back to the sort of um, uh, Muppet movies that I actually quite like and actually grew up as a kid, you know, with the Muppets Christmas Carol, the Muppets Treasure Island. And it's it's a particular thing with Muppets. It's not their own thing. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. And... Maybe get my little girl into watching it, and hopefully it doesn't scare her too much. <laughs> I don't know. She's a bit. She's a bit hard. She. I got her to watch like Ghostbusters, and that's that's more scary than this shit. So, all for it. So, when are be watching this, or when are when are we going to stri- cross the streams? <laughs> um. Muppets Haunted Mansion is going to be available for watching on Disney Plus on the 8th of October. Disney Plus. Which is literally in like a week and a half. So. Yay! It's very close. (laughs) Very nice. Well, Halloween is only a week away. (laughs) (laughs) Spooky. Scary. All right. One more trailer to talk about now, um, and this is for an upcoming Apple TV Plus film starring Tom Hanks, uh, and that is Finch. Um, this movie's going to make me cry. <laughs> I can see it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cry about a dog. I'm going to cry about a robot. And maybe... An old man. Um, but yeah, it, a, this is a great trailer. I really, I really liked it. Um, I don't know if it maybe borderline showed too much, but um, 
like it didn't really reveal the entire story I suppose um, but maybe there isn't too much of a story because it's just like well and a solar flare damaged the earth irreparably um, wiped out a lot of humanity and civilization and uh, and it's just Tom Hanks left and there's a dog and he builds a robot who becomes you know uh, self-aware and takes off like looks after the dog and him and then they have to journey across the 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 landscape to get away from this storm that's coming and then apparently there are people still alive um but they're probably not nice people so ravages yeah so <laughs> ravages yeah um yeah no I, I it looks it looks really good it looks like a a good kind of sort of borderline family film almost it looks like a cross between a, like a light a lighter version that is a cross between I Am Legend and Chappie. Um, like, that's the vibe. I was thinking Cast Away and Turner and Hooch. Well, there's also <laughs> that. If you want to go down the Tom Hanks route, that probably makes more sense. Um, but, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm really, really curious about this one because, yeah, the, the robot looks cool and this looks like another great Tom Hanks character to add to his lexicon um, of wonderful characters. Um, yeah, it's just... I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a great time. Um, I'm definitely gonna check this out. I am gonna have to bite the bullet and get Apple TV Plus by the end of the year. Uh, no money. Um, Probably just for a month. Maybe yeah. Maybe I'll do the free trial thing. Yeah, and just and binge all of it. Binge everything. Ted Lasso, uh, and that's it. it's like one of my friends says to me is like the only thing on disney sorry on disney plus the only thing on apple tv plus is ted lasso i was like i disagree and maybe foundation that's coming out soon yes yes i've heard people talking about that already Mm. um could be good but yeah finch looks good i'm definitely gonna watch it uh folia what did you think did you like this trailer um I'm, I'm not entirely sure how I feel about this film. Um, it does have quite a lot of, you know, those feel-good vibes and the, um, as you said, it's probably going to make you cry type of thing. Something's probably going to happen and it's going to be very emotional. <laughs> um, I, I like the fact that there's like these little humorous moments with, with the AI Um and with the dog especially because the um apparently the robot find um figures out how to speak dog and finds out that the dog doesn't actually like him very much <laughs> 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 which was kind of cute um very apocalyptic type of sort of setting from what i could see um uh, yeah like very dystopian yeah. kind of thing. And it looks interesting. I'm I might watch it. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tentative. Maybe. Tentative. Maybe. <laughs> a tentative maybe. <laughs> hey, I just watched you. And this is crazy. Crazy. I might watch you. Maybe. oh lord mike what are your thoughts on the trailer for finch i liked it um 
I think it's it, there's definitely a lot of emotional stakes in it, and it's probably going to you laugh, cry, change your life sort of movie, and and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be like it definitely looks like it's going to be a bittersweet sort of thing, but but we got Tom Hanks and he he's America's dad and he's everyone's dad, so he'll just look after us. And I actually read the synopsis of what what's happening, and, and yeah, it's probably going to be a little bit of a tearjerker, but with with a handful of uh, funny bits at, at the same time. Um, having said that, I actually it does remind me of a, um, a of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in a weird way. Um, in one of the um, newer um, uh, cartoon versions of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they they, they do a storyline that's not part of canon, but it's it was like a, a small run with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles where everything was po- post-apocalyptic and it was Raphael was like a Mad Max sort of character and he was roaming like the desert and everyone's turned into mutants and that sort of thing. And he was like the last, the last uh, um, turtle standing basically because Donnie is now a robot AI and he's like helping him drive, drive the truck and everything like that. And, and yeah, it sort of got, got me thinking, it's like, wow, why am I thinking of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles at a time like this? And so, yeah, it, it definitely has that sort of element of I Am Legend, last, basically Last Man Standing sort of thing. And yeah, it, it just looks, it, it looks, um, it looks hopeful in a land of hope, hopeful less things. Words. Have you got words? <laughs> Grammarly, yay! <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not sponsored. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely has that sort of, sort of chappy chappy vibe as well. Well, as um, a man and his dog, and props for Tom Hanks acting alongside a dog and uh, a computer generated thing. Hmm. Not a very not very easy to do as as an acting standpoint. But props for him to actually look, make it look believable. So mm. definitely be watching this when I get my, when I get a a month's worth of t- uh, of Apple TV. So when are we maybe watching this, Kendall? In the same well, month. <laughs> in the same in the same month, yes. Uh, Finch drops on Apple TV Plus on the fifth of November as well. Ooh. So. If you don't feel like going to the cinemas to watch Spencer, you can stay at home and watch Finch. Yeah. There you go. Either way, you're sitting on your ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. All right, that's Trailer Park. Done and dusted. We're rolling on out now because it's time hey? for, for what? the moment, the segment, the section, the part of the show we call... The moment, Bad Wolf. Billy Piper, what are you talking about? Popcorn culture. <laughs> hey, hey. I don't suppose you yes. actually got that reference, Kendall. No, a- but I assumed it was a Doctor Who reference. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. 
What I did was out of choice. Ah, junk mate. Oh, feels. All right, popcorn culture has arrived. We're here to talk about the latest episode of What If, and this week it had the very offensive title of <laughs> What If Thor. <laughs> <laughs> So offensive. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I got I got over my issues pretty damn quick. Let's just say that. Um, what if Thor were an only child? Well, technically he is. Technically, he's n- not Techn- because he has Hella. Well, according to this, this one. Yeah, this one completely ignored Hella. I just realised then, like, hmm. <laughs> whoops. Uh, anyway, let's just disregard that and pretend it doesn't doesn't matter. Yeah, um, Ragnarok didn't exist. Doesn't Ragnarok, exist. <laughs> except for the characters from Ragnarok that yeah. show up in this episode. <laughs> it's fine. It, Ragnarok hadn't the events hadn't even happened yet because this episode is set during the events of the first Thor film. It seems um, maybe because you. I will. I would say that is likely only because of where we we meet Jane Foster and Darcy Lewis. They're in their little camper van in the middle of the New Mexico desert, looking for uh, for what they're looking for that we see in the first film. So um, yeah, but yeah, of course, the Nexus event here is the fact that when uh, Odin found Loki in Jotunheim as a baby, uh, he decided to return him to his father, uh, Lao Fei, instead of uh, keeping him and raising him as his own. And for some reason, this turns out to be probably a good call because <laughs> every, everyone's a lot happier. Um, <laughs> there's a lot more positive vibes going on. Um, <laughs> quite, quite interesting. Uh, but I really, really enjoyed this episode. And speaking of positive vibes, it was just really nice to have an episode where, you know, things were kind of good, I suppose. Like, you know, the last few episodes of What If have been very dark and and there's been death and destruction and and depressing things. Oh, things starting mm, <laughs> Things starting with D. But yes, we will get to the uh, end of the episode when we get to it, because, you know, not all is happily ever after, as we found out. But for the most part, yay! Um, <laughs> yeah, this is this yeah, this yeah is probably equal, maybe equal second with the T'Challa Star Lord episode for me, just in terms of pure entertainment. Um, I thought it was a lot of fun. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, especially just because Chris Hemsworth was just allowed to be this, like... <laughs> <laughs> dude bro Thor and be so funny like just just excellent um I really enjoyed hearing him uh <laughs> in this episode of course um and then yeah and then of course you know I lost my fucking shit when I saw uh frost giant Loki walk on the screen I was like oh my god I'm happy now <laughs> um this is great. Finally, Frost Giant Loki. Finally, it's canon. Uh, my only problem I have is the fact that he's big, because he's supposed to be a like a runt, like that's why he was tossed aside. 
So why is he big? Um, but then I saw a lot of people online theorizing that maybe Odin stunted his growth or something. Wait. <laughs> and kept him. Kept him that small. Or because he's a shapeshifter, maybe he chose to be small. I don't know. Ah, you see him he, he, when he touched him, he, he turned pink. Yes, I know that. But yeah, in terms of just the size of him, I guess it just maybe also has something to do with it. I don't know. Maybe Odin magic. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. But anyway, apart from that, fucking loved it. I loved I loved the Thor and Loki bromance going on. <laughs> <laughs> Brothers forever. Brother <laughs> was... from another mother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was so much fun. Um, yeah. The the my favorite moments of the episode was were when the two of them were on screen. I love that moment where like Thor's like, "Oh Loki, there's a shooting star, make a wish," and then he's he just takes his sweet ass time, <laughs> and, and then and then uh, and he's like, "I've got it," and then Thor's like, "What is it? Tell me, tell me." And he's like, "Oh, I can't tell, I can't tell you that. It'll ruin the magic." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Hysterical. Yeah. Um. But no, I found this episode a lot of fun. Um. Yeah, the Captain Marvel stuff was really great as well. And Natalie Portman as Jane Foster was, was uh, a bit of fun too. Yeah, it was just there's just a lot to like about this episode. Fulia, what were your initial thoughts on this episode or what if? I really enjoyed this one. It was nice to just have that heaviness being lifted <laughs> after the past few episodes that we've watched. And um, it was nice to just get you know, a nice laugh out of this. Um, you know, you could you could tell Chris Hemsworth, Tom Hiddleston, they had so much fun with their with their oh, roles yeah. here. Um, Chris especially, <laughs> <laughs> because you know, there's not much to do. There's nothing to really save. He can just have fun and throw parties <laughs> and just wreak havoc on on Midgard. <laughs> Or, yeah, Earth, which are, or Earth, as you know, the Earthlings are calling it. Yeah. <laughs> which I just love that, like, like kind of sass of like, oh, you know, uh, we'll just go to Midgard at some backwater planet that Heimdall doesn't check on. Like, we don't matter <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> I thought that was great. Oh, my goodness. Very it, yeah, it was Very, yeah. It was, yeah, definitely a lot of fun to watch this one. Um, it was also it was also interesting to see so many other Marvel characters come into I the know. party. Like the Guardians of the Galaxy were there, um, which was hilarious. Uh, you know, the fact that we had um, we had characters from the different iterations of Thor movies were also there. Uh, <laughs> it's just oh my goodness. Um, I, yeah, I definitely enjoyed this one. <laughs> nice, nice. Mike, what about you? Did you enjoy this? I did, and I never expect a allegory that is the same as Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. <laughs> could actually get me a couple of chuckles out, out of me because, yeah, I, I enjoy Ferris Bueller. It's just he's a very mm. awful human being. And <laughs> you can sort of see it in the same sort of ca- character that Thor's going, going through, like this young buck who's sort of peaked a bit too early, being an only child. But he, he's he's still best bros with, with, with Loki. So 
it's a bit depressing that the best thing that ever hap happened to Loki was <laughs> not not being not being stolen. So mm. kind of happy. And um, yeah, and and uh, going around the internet is saying, oh, that's so, that's so great that in any alternative universe they're still brothers. Yeah, I know. I love that. Yeah, mm, it's just in the so it's just in the main one. It's 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 bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just very sad. Yeah, and and in this one, uh, uh, Loki doesn't die. Good. Cool. Yay! <laughs> and take that. Take take everything. Um, it's kind of cool that every episode that I actually quite like and is actually up there with my, one of my favorites has Howard Duck in it, <laughs> which I think is awesome. And Voiced by yeah. Seth Green. Seth Green himself, and married to Darcy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love it when he called her Mrs. the Duck. <laughs> Why is it Mrs. the Duck? <laughs> <laughs> Not now, Howard. <laughs> that was awesome. Give, give us a spin-off of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Even, even in this show, Howard the Duck still gets tail. But don't she? <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, all the characters that do come back um, is great. Um, and ju just a bit of fun. I actually really enjoy this one where, where it's not to be taken too serious. And it's like, well, that doesn't make sense because in the movies it's like, ah, it doesn't matter. Even if, even if Loki is holding sort of that, that frost gun that you were complaining about in the previous episode and he doesn't turn doesn't turn into a blue thing. He didn't turn into a blue thing in this one when he was holding it in the little, like, one-frame flashback anyway. Yeah, um, actually. <laughs> in this show, it doesn't matter, Kendall. Yeah. <laughs> it's canon, but not canon. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. And as, as soon as you understand that, you can be a Whovian just like everyone else. <laughs> canon is optional. <laughs> Yeah, but I really, really enjoy it. Nice, nice. Uh, I really liked the um, the fighting, like the big f epic fight scenes between uh, Captain Marvel and Thor as well. Um, I love the fact that Thor's partying warrants a page to Carol Danvers somewhere in the galaxy um, because, you know, he was kind of <laughs> fucking shit up a bit too much. Um <laughs> <laughs> including in Sydney. I thought that was pretty cool, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I was hey, yes. Watch me slide down that pointy thing. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking opera house. Like, uh, and, uh, that was... Here I was going, destroy it, destroy it, destroy it. Destroy it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. But no, I really, really enjoyed the, um, the fight scenes between the two of them because, you know, they're two of the most powerful characters in the MCU um, and I think a lot of people have been kind of wondering ever since we got that lovely moment of them kind of facing off in Endgame you know when they're just kind of staring each other down um, I like this one. Thor's like mm -hmm. yeah and Thor's like I like this one or whatever he says um, you know it works out fine but yeah just to see the two of them actually kind of go at it was, was, was quite great 
uh, yeah, the animation looked really, really great. Again, it does it does seem to shine best when there's action going on. Um, and I just thought it was funny how, you know, they were just, I don't know, fight, just fighting each other and using different abilities and different ways of, of blowing each other up sort of thing. And I, I, I love that this was an excuse to bring Mjolnir back because I miss <laughs> Mjolnir, like, so much. And I just, that gag of, like, you know, just, just hang on a minute. It's, it's, it'll come to me quick. Just, just give me a second, mm-hmm. you know, and then it comes and, yeah, I just, I thought that was, that was great just to see Mjolnir again. Um, yeah. And the fact that they were like beating each other up around either side of the planet, like from one country to the other. And yeah, and all, no, it was. And all the countries were named as well. Just like, yeah, just like any old cartoon. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was a good, a good little use of a cartoon trope to kind of have the countries named. Um, yeah, it was very, very good. Um, but yeah, I, I guess as, as I've, you know, we've been, we've been kind of saying, over the course of these episodes that like the only downside is when these characters are not voiced by the actors that play them in the movies. Uh, like this would have been so cool if it had been Brie Larson. Yeah. Such a party. So it's people. quite, so it's, it's, a, <laughs> it's quite disappointing. Um, maybe she got annoyed over the fact that Thor literally asked, like asked, why don't you smile or you should smile in this episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See it in the face. And was like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe they put that in. Um, <laughs> but that, jokes aside, yeah, it would have been really cool if she had been able to uh, voice Carol in this. Um, but, but yeah, is what it is. Still pretty fun. Fulia, did you enjoy the fight fight scenes uh, between Carol and Thor? Yeah, I, re- I, I really did. I um, Especially when, you know, Mjolnir's first brought into the battles and... You know, uh, Carol has no idea, uh, and then the you know the fact that he uses he uses his um he uses the hammer to throw it towards her, and even though it misses her the first time, she doesn't realize it sort of comes back to him and hits her on the back of the head. <laughs> yeah, and then he what does he call it? Does he call it a hammering? Hammering, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah, that kind of that kind of tickled me when uh, when he done that, and then you know Carol had no idea that it was coming back. Um, just you know the antics of just all of the all of the chaos that he was causing, and just yeah the bat the the battles. He seemed so so smug, so you know so sure of himself that he's going to beat her. But then what the one of the battles where he uses his his light, his thunder and lightning is just like it's not affecting her at all, <laughs> at mm. all. She's just standing there, and then she's just you know smiling, um, being like, "Oh yeah, that's all you got." <laughs> so um, yeah, it, the 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 um the fight scenes were definitely a lot of fun to watch. Nice, nice, Mike. Did you en- enjoy the 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 showdown, the throwdown as well? Yeah, yeah, it escalating and then. <laughs> And then all of a sudden it stopped because, you know, Thor did did what he did to Loki in the first movie. So stay there. <laughs> yeah. It's the it's the old thing. It's like if you put if if you put it in an elevator, and it, and it goes up, <laughs> does that mean the elevator is worthy? But you, you could say that um, 
it probably wouldn't work either because I don't know about the law of uh, of the hammer, but but in the mo- but in the first movie, um, Odin puts 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 the spell on him, and it's supposed to be the worthy one, and then there's no then anyone can pick it up. I don't know, so, so it doesn't make sense, and I can't really do an um actually at the moment. But yeah, I really enjoy the sort of choreography. I kind of understand where you're coming from with the hammer. I was a little bit confused as well um, when he was yielding Mjolnir. And I'm like, but he I don't think Odin would have put the spell on the hammer if that was the case, um, it, you know, the whole worthy thing. But at the same time, I was thinking, but if he's being, if he's not really being a hero, is he really worthy of Mjolnir, you know? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he did it before before Odin went night night. Yeah, maybe. And then Frigga went on a binge with the girls. That <laughs> <laughs> was so random. He's <laughs> like, uh, Odin's asleep. All right, I'm gonna go party later. <laughs> Such a mum thing to do. It's like I'm going to party with my friends. You can't party. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not fair, mum. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I like the interactions <laughs> with um uh with all the other characters as well. Yeah. Especially after the sort of hangover motif and you got and you got Rocket in the sink. It's so funny. Very very much like Bradley Cooper in the hangover. Oh yeah. yeah. It's like where have you been? You're partying with Thor and you're getting tattoos. Wait a minute. Yeah. How does Thor get a tattoo? Well, he's not impenetrable. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he's not Superman. Well, with, with little little human needles going into into a god's skin. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> oh, okay. It's fine. Purity needles. <laughs> I think it's... I think it's fine. Um, yeah, I really like that little moment of the two of them getting those, like, kind of matching tattoos. Mm. Really like. cheesy. Well, that's the sort of show, really. I mean, first time, first time she see, sees him, he, he's got the maybe it's Maybelline sort of hair, hair flick <laughs> and going all googly eyes. It's yeah. like love at first sight. Yeah. Love at first sight. Did they do it? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, yeah, there were a lot of r- crazy random MCU characters um, in this episode, and most of them were voiced by their actors, uh, which was great, apart from Howard the Duck. Uh, Frickin' uh, <laughs> Grandmaster was there with Topaz, Jeff Goldblum doing his uh, yeah. DJ thing. I thought that was pretty fantastic. Bring on the phone. Um, <laughs> even Korg was there. Taika Waititi came back to voice uh, Korg. Just for one line. Bre- Just for one line. I love that. They can get Taika for one line. They can't get Brie Larson for half an episode. Anyway, I'm so bitter about it. I really need to get over it. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> um yeah, so I loved all of that and, and, you know, seeing other characters like Scourge and the Skrulls and 
um and yondu and 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 yeah and rocket and everything i just yeah putting all these little mcu easter eggs in these party scenes was just a lot of fun and nebula as well and nebula yeah so i think my dad's calling it's like really you're going back to your user that's okay <laughs> Yikes. you rather go Yikes. you rather go back to your dad than clean up <laughs> yeah and and so like loki just fuck off as well i know <laughs> Yeah, they're bros until, you know, yeah, has to put in some effort. <laughs> my mum's coming. I'm my mum. That was so funny. <laughs> like the fact that <laughs> it's the classic, like, you know, um, kid has to clean up their shit after the party they weren't yeah. supposed to have because parents are coming home and uh, and nobody wanted to help him. And he's like you know, whinging and, and sucking and yeah. stuff. I thought it was very amusing. And then the show turned into Risky Business. Is it, is yes, it Risky Business? I yeah, suppose. Yeah. I haven't seen Risky Business, so I can't uh, 100% back you up. But... Yeah, you know, it, it's the um, the parents are out, so we're going to party and bring uh, prostitutes. And <laughs> it's an 80s film. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Bring yeah, the yeah. beers, and then who's going to clean? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> fuck you, Tom Cruise. Do 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 do. Yeah, yeah. That that stuff was great. Folia, did you did you enjoy um, that whole like everyone bailing situation? <laughs> yeah. The clean the cleanup and all the all the all the cameos. Did you have a favorite cameo as well? Yeah. Look, to be honest, I really enjoyed it all. Um, I didn't really have a particular favorite cameo, but I just, yeah, it was just seeing, um, seeing everybody there all on the Harbor Bridge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, you know, every, and then everyone's just like, oh, time to go. And then Thor's just like, but I need your help. My mommy's coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Essentially. He's a, he's not afraid of anyone else, but his mum. <laughs> So good, so good. I I have to I have to also say Serta trying to flirt with I Liberty, know. Lady Liberty in the Liberty statue. <laughs> oh, it was so funny. Oh, it was gold. And then that just one slices of off parts. the the arm that's holding the torch. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. He's like, oh, look at the time. I gotta head off. <laughs> Later, babe. Yeah. <laughs> Causes the damage and leaves. Um, yeah, it was definitely, a, yeah, I, I just enjoyed it all. I, I had a good laugh out of this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mike, did you have any, any favorite cameo or, or any thoughts to add about the, uh, the everyone bailing at the end yeah. the cleanup scene? Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, and then Thor actually did his old mightiest voice was like, everyone listen to me. <laughs> my mom's coming. <laughs> probably my favorite cameo is probably Nick Fury. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's he's predisposed after being knocked the fuck out by cork. He's the goalie. And then, did you notice that um, Thor did the um, uh, Great Gatsby? Uh, Sort of wink to camera with his glass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Time to replace that meme. 
yeah, yeah, I really, I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, kind of cool. Everyone partying on the Sydney Harbour Bridge, bit like Sydney now in a lockdown. Everybody's <laughs> out just partying, you know. Everybody's out partying. Real, real, you know, a real strong lockdown. <laughs> anyway, um, I suppose. Should we talk about the ending now? Well, before we get into that, I just had one little thing I remembered. Yep, yep, yep. The, when they're cleaning everything up and then Thor decides to fix the Leaning Tower of Peace. I know, I'm just like, that, was, that doesn't need to be fixed. <laughs> oh, I was fixed dying. Anyway. Oh, it was brilliant. It's no longer the Leaning Tower of Pisa, it's just the Tower of Pisa. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Very, so very good. Superman 3-esque. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Superman was being a dick. <clears throat> yeah. So funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, we should talk about the ending because the ending is the the pretty big, pretty big ending um, setting up what's to come because I think it's fairly obvious that all of our stories are going to collide. Um, all these universes are going to meet up somewhere Um and things are going to happen because at the end of this episode, we had a reveal um, which followed the even the freaking watcher was confused. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> like that reaction was interesting. Uh, and then we see uh, through a portal what looked like Ultron. Yeah. Uh, with all the infinity stones, uh, which then opened up his helmet to reveal vision inside. Um, <laughs> what? The fuck. Exactly. So it's more like Voltron. (laughs) Oh my god. Why did I not make... Why did I not... It was right there. It was right there. Well well done, Michael. Thank you. I've been like... I've been trying to think of an amalgamation name this entire week. Trying to think of what... I've just been calling him Vision Ultron. Or Ultron Vision. No, Voltron. It was right fucking there. <laughs> I'll, I'll see myself out now. Bye. <laughs> For a person who doesn't watch manga. Yeah, I, I suppose I can be forgiven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. All right. Yeah, it was... What a twist. Um, holy shit. What the fuck. I want to know how he got the soul stone. Um, that's my That's my question. Wonder. Do you think like Vision? He used Vision to sacrifice. Do you think Vision's in control, not Ultron? Maybe. Well, we saw Sam in the um, zombie thing that he can do, go to dark places. Oh yeah, we know that. No, I, I buy, I buy Vision sacrificing Wanda for some reason, but I don't. I don't, Yeah, it's, that makes sense. But it's just I don't know. I don't know if it's Ultron in control or Vision's in control. Maybe it's a bit of both. Yeah, maybe it's Voltron. <laughs> maybe Ultron is sort of like whispering in his ear. He's going, hey, you want to save the world? <laughs> Kill your girlfriend. Yeah. It was. It looked pretty badass, hmm. to be honest. Um, you know, just just really cool. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm very, very scared for our characters going into the last two episodes. Um, it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be intense. Fulia, what was your reaction to to seeing this reveal at the end? Well, when I saw Ultron walk through, 
uh, I was just like, oh, okay. All right. This is how we're ending it. And then all of a sudden I see Vision. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? And then it just ends. And I'm like, no, I need more information. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's how we're ending it. Fine. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my boy. <laughs> that's pretty much my, that was my reaction. Like, literally. Yeah, nice. <laughs> nice. <sighs> nice. Mike, Ooh. Mike, what it, do you have any, any comments you, and theories, any theories you've got want to lay on the table? Sure. Um, yeah, I think everything's going to collide with these two last episodes. I think. It's probably going to be an extra long one, so like a two-parter. Um, yep. It's going to be like um, a multi-universe Avengers Assemble. Yeah. That would be cool. That would be really cool. Because, you know, the Watcher, he doesn't watch everything. Got you. Keep your eye on the ball, man. Then you, then you fucked up. Someone, <laughs> someone fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely it's because I think um in the um, promotional like stuff with the trailers and that we definitely see like different characters from the these individual episodes like sort of coming together so we we can sort of piece together something is going to happen and it's it's yep. going to be awesome it's going to be huge it's going to break the internet and yeah and having having Voltron, we've now named him, uh, having Voltron at, at the end. He couldn't keep well enough alone. It was ending so nicely. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So, you like this? Then you like this? Yeah. Um, there is something that uh, some people picked up when... Um, uh, Captain Marvel and Thor were sort of going at it like across the sky. There was like a lady on the beach drinking a martini, and we don't see. Yes, I forgot about that. Yeah. they never because they never went back to it, but they kind of made it like it was a thing, didn't yeah. they? I was going, who's that? I'm trying trying to figure it out. Um, because you don't see her face, can't see her costume either. It must be something. Mm. You can only see like um, don't want to be crude, but you can sort of see one side boob, sort of breastplate, sort of thing. So yeah, um, yeah, it could be could be something. Could be Wanda. I don't know. Like Scarlet Witch, maybe. I don't know. I'm just googling it to see if there was anything um, mentioned. Um, and see, seeing these titans go across the sky didn't fa- didn't phase her. So someone could be Hella. <laughs> it very much could be. Woman on beach. What if? Come on. Nah, I don't think. There's something. I. It may not be anything because there's no one has mentioned it in the initial Google search. There's not a single mention. If it's not mentioned, then it's something. Ooh, I guess it could go either way, but 
But yeah. No, I hope it's something because, yeah, they really did feel like they lingered on her for a second to be like, hmm, she's more than just a bystander watching what's going on. Mm, mm. So maybe it was um, Agatha all along. (laughs) (laughs) It was Agatha. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to these two episodes coming up. Yeah. I think we all are. Um, yeah, I'm wondering if it's going to be a two-parter or a one more episode and then a big finale. Um, just because, you know, there's still a Gamora out there we still haven't met. Mm. Um, so I don't know if maybe she's just going to be introduced in the big fight, but yeah, I guess we'll find yeah. out. Um, yeah. I think the next episode is named, but I can't remember. I think I think it's something to do with um, Voltron vision sort of thing so it could be the Um, origin story of of this voltron coming through yeah that would i want that that would be great um imdb does not have a a title listed just yet Mm -hmm. but it does have um tony stark as one of the cast members there you go one of the characters when he's making his armor around the world and something fucked up yeah, I'm so curious. I really want to know. What if Ultron really, really succeeded know. with Vision? Like, putting his essence in yeah. Vision? Mm-hmm. Don't know. Hopefully, hopefully we get some answers. Yeah. And then you go, and then hopefully we get the voice for um, Spade. Oh my god, they could get James Spader to come back and do Ultron again? That'd be fucking sick. Yeah, fuck yeah. Oof. I wanted him to do the voice in One Division for White Vision. Oh, for White yeah. Vision. Oh, yeah, that's right. You mentioned that as one of your little theories. Yeah. And it didn't happen, which was sad. It was, it was the preset vision. <laughs> yeah. Factory reset yeah. vision. When you put your PC yes. in the factory reset and you got and you got that out of the qualities, you have to rebuild. Yeah. <laughs> I require elaboration. <laughs> um, yes. All right. Well, uh, unless you guys have anything else you want to mention before we finish, I think that might be it. When uh, when Frigga arrives and he's they're doing their educational <laughs> thing. Oh yeah, that was funny. Uh, and he's like, "Look, see, Mum, I haven't done anything wrong. We just we're learning together." <laughs> <laughs> and then Captain Marvel swoops in and gives him this tablet, and he's still amazed by this tablet. I know. <laughs> this magical thing. It's got all the information, but it's so small. So <laughs> <tiny>. <laughs> and then he gets he gets Mjolnir before leaving, and then Mjolnir's covered in all this graffiti and beads, and, <laughs> and Frigga looks at him and is like, Oh, I can explain, Mum. I can explain. (laughs) (laughs) Whose underwear is that? Yeah. (laughs) Is that Jane's underwear? (laughs) Very. They're like boxer shorts, aren't they? I'm not sure if they're Jane's. (laughs) (laughs) Could be Korg's. Could be Korg's. Yeah. Korg's underwear. Oh, there was a reference to um, Taika Waititi's... uh, um, Pineapple 
a wine shirt in in the one of the um, people from uh, just walking around Vegas had a had a Hawaiian uh, shirt on, pineapple, pineapple shirt, shirt on, on which nice. turned up with Korg in in uh, Endgame. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Nice little Easter egg. Mm. We love it. All right, that'll do it. Yep, that'll do. Ready it. to finish right. this season so we can talk about something else. only two more episodes left of what if streaming now on disney plus hashtag not sponsored um but uh but yeah we we enjoyed it we very much enjoyed it so before we wrap up we gotta plug some stuff um as per usual for me it's non-scripted ramblings um all the deep dives into what if uh and everything else Marvel Studios related, you can find on our YouTube channel with me blabbering about it. Uh, and also, a uh, new episode of Fred Watch dropped this week, lockdown special. Uh, Wayne and I got together and reviewed... The best um, Australian movie ever. In the world. Ever. You, 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 you speak for you, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> we reviewed uh, a very interesting Australian film uh, called Bad Boy Bubby, uh, which I'm still recovering from. Um, <laughs> so it's it's a good movie, but fuck, it was tough. Um, <laughs> it was tough. Uh, so you can go check out our discussion uh, on on that. Uh, right now on all the podcasting apparoos. Uh Folia, speaking of podcasts, something's happening this week. Yes, the monthly Win Friends will be out this week. So keep Yay! an ear out for that coming to you this Wednesday, Australian Eastern Standard Time. Uh, and yeah, uh, not going to reveal what it is just yet. No. You will no. find out. When it's released. Ooh, I'm on tenterhooks. Please tell, tell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Excited. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Okay. All right. Well, those are the plugs done out of the way, Uh, which means that's it. There's no more show. We're wrapped. Done for another week. And that was a podcast called Fred. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest Fred content. If you'd like to listen to Fred the Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. If you like to watch Fred the Alien, you can head over to youtube.com forward slash Fred the Alien Productions. Whee! I've been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a Fulia Kantaramaja. And I've been one of the Odin sons, a Michael Lister. <laughs> I'm the bastard child <laughs> between Odin and a goat. <laughs> you know, the kid goat. They talked about a goat in, in this episode yeah. too. Wasn't his name Gary too? Yeah, Gary. He, he, he's, he's my mother. I am the son of a goat. <laughs> you son of a goat. 
And. And. You just experienced a podcast called. Remember to eat beef. Remember, Freddy lives, Loki dies, Gollum is precious, and. and. and Mjolnir is. is, is nailing chicks. Because <laughs> he's a hammer. Ah, uh, oh thanks God. for listening, everyone. Look after yourself and your mental health. Yes. Nice. Yes, do it. Do it. Do it. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.